0: Mobile, mobile Buffalo Wild Wing Studios on a Thursday. Welcome into the Plank Show. I finally feel like it took, uh, I guess what, Tuesday, Wednesday. It took three shows, four days into 2023 to finally get my bearings about me and accept that it is Thursday. I'm trying to make us fork a full week next week. I kind of like these ideas about having Mondays off. I think this is something we should look at across America as a society. Monday's off, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe a little bit of Saturday morning if you need be. I think it's I think it's planned. Vote for me. I will implement the start the work week on Tuesday. That way, <laughs> I'll make that change so there's no such thing as that Super Bowl hangover Monday. Uh, No one does any work when the field of 60, what are we at now, eight is released on Sunday nights? No one does anything during the regular season of the NFL on that Monday, right? You're preparing for Monday night football, working on your fantasy team? I don't know. This is the foundation I'm running on, Josh Helmer. Monday's off in 2024. Vote for me. I don't know what office I'm running for, but it's a hell of a platform, right? I love it. Uh, I'm a big
1: fan of your campaign here. I'm. Uh, if you can sell me on Fridays, we get off. Then I'm all in, and then still give me the the Monday off hmm. after the
0: Super Bowl. So all about. Here's it. the question. Here's the question. If my plan were to be adopted, which also includes getting rid of what I, I always people always get mad at me. Daylight savings time. There is no need for us to push the clock back an hour. For the sole purpose of things getting dark at 5 p.m. And me feeling like I need to be tucked in bed by 6.30. Josh, if you vote for me, I will have a true caucus, if that's even the proper term, of people to decide if it's that Friday you want off or that Monday. And maybe we can rotate it. One week it's Friday, one week it's Monday. One week it's Friday, one week it's Monday. I tend to be more of a Monday-off guy because Friday feels almost like a day off in a lot of ways. But these are these are all parts of the foundation of my plan, Josh, that are very much fluid. We can shift them whenever we want. Vote for me. You cool with that? I love it. Yeah, no, you you can talk me into either or. Plank Show on a Thursday. Is it Cavens? 405-573-3048. I think Gary has still been crazy busy from the wild winter storm that hit on, what was that, the... Uh, essentially the eve of christmas so we'll talk to him about the crazy week and as always if you've had any water leakage mold is a problem gary's here to help you we'll talk to him about it coming up next hour uh how was the wednesday night in the helmer household were you all i was all in on college hoops man it was great wasn't it obviously
1: uh you're rooting for a different finish coming down the home stretch and that's now back-to-back sure. games in, in this league man where it's been illustrated it's the thinnest of margins, thinnest of margins, and unfortunately versus both Texas and Iowa State at home, Oklahoma couldn't couldn't find that winning recipe late, but man, it makes for good basketball, doesn't it? This
0: league is, uh,
1: I, I think, as good as it's ever been.
0: I just thought of another platform that I'll be running on. Um, Big 12 basketball games are fun, but in order to conserve time, I'm going to go with the Toby Rowland plan across the league, and we'll just fast forward to four minutes, maybe even three, um, t- three left in the game and just have the game tied and go from there because that's essentially this league in 20 22 And I don't know if you've noticed this over the last few years, it's kind of how it's been. I know that, you know, times Oklahoma's been a little bit down, times Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Last year was a little down, but I mean, I, I know what the net rankings say. I get what the... I get what the projections of the NCAA tournament look like, and I almost feel like uh, a, a broken record. But I mean, Josh, this is this is a challenge every single week, and unlike unlike really, you're seeing in any other college basketball conference, right? The ACC is kind of living on uh, reputation while it's taking the rest of the country time to catch up to. Well, holy smokes, the SEC is a little deeper than we've seen before. And the Big 12, it, it might be the the best league in college basketball, top to bottom, this year that, that we've seen in a long time.
1: No doubt. And you're talking about a league that just had the last two national champions in in Baylor and in Kansas. And it might be better, right? It, it feels like it, it probably is a little bit better just with what Kansas State is doing and, and Texas and Iowa State and Baylor, we know. Kansas, we know. It's, it's crazy how good this league is. And what you said right there is true, too. There's been a little bit, I think, of shifting of the guard of power to where probably sure. you would say that the top two leagues nationally are the Big 12 and the SEC. And for years and years and years, it, uh, it obviously was thrown away. It's the ACC and the Big East.
0: So we've got a lot to get to on the show, but let's go ahead and pay this off because since we're talking about college hoops and OU loses last night to Iowa State, it was, I don't think, the final six seconds that uh, Porter Moser wanted for Oklahoma. Here during his post-game press conference last night was Porter explaining how that final series went down for OU.
2: You know, you always want to have a timeout there. Grant got caught. Um, get, getting it out of the trap, and he held on to it, and then he had to call timeout. That you know, then we lost the timeout. You know, um, they put a shoon. They they put their six ten kid with seven four wingspan on the ball. Um, obviously, we, we were coming, to bring Grant off, or then they took the switch. We were dumping into Jalen, so we were trying to get to Grant or Jalen. Very hard for Bijan to see. You. I told Bijan, "That's not your fault." We had no timeouts. Um, very hard to see. Um, you know, they were switching everything and we were trying to come down and get Grant up top and then we had 7.5, I think it was, um, or with Jalen. Um, and uh, the, the pass hung up a little bit in the air because he had to get it over his head. Jalen usually comes up with those. And I thought we were ISO and Jalen on the ball. I went. I wanted to go to Jalen if that was it. Grant was an option up top and then if they switched, we were going right to Jalen. Um, very hard for Bijan to see, I uh, did as best he could. Uh, but that's hurt not having a timeout when, once you saw they put that the big kid on the ball. Um, I thought Jalen was a warrior. Um, he had three assists, too, from that spot. thought he played unbelievable defense. I'll watch the game tape. I break it down. I'll be looking at different guys and things that they did, broke down on defense. I don't think Jalen had a, heart, a breakdown on defense. Um, he's worked on his shot. He's worked on different things. Um, and uh, so if we got him the ball down there, if that would have just – Completed that play, I had confidence that something good would happen. It was just – it hung up in the air a little long, and by that time they swarmed it and there was all the hands in there. Um, you know, so that was um, – um, it, it didn't go down. Man, you're pretty
0: wild. Gosh, I, I keep looking – I look back at the play-by-play play and I say, boy, pretty wild final like, you know, 15 to – uh, 14 seconds of the game. Or excuse me, what am I talking about of the game? Uh, a pretty wild, like final, like eight seconds, nine seconds of the game. But then I also stop and I'm like, dang man, pretty wild, like la- <laughs> entire basketball game last night for Oklahoma. I mean, what a heartbreaker! What an absolute gut punch! And again, we could we could sit here and complain about a lot of things on the court thought the officiating while there were some I think Eric Bailey was the one that had the screenshot of the ball that was over the backboard that was called Iowa State's basketball, which was ridiculous. But I mean let's let's be fair, you know, maybe maybe Oklahoma got a bit of a break late in that game where they were guilty of a foul and end up getting the basketball that put them in position to potentially win the basketball game. So I thought officiating was meh, but I, I I think there's a big pink elephant in the room, Josh, that through the first couple of on the court breakdowns of this game that we've been talking about, we're absolutely ignoring. And I know no one really wants to talk about it because it's it's a it's a tired and it's a it's an old conversation. But oof, I wish I wish the atmosphere was a little bit more lit. Is that what the kids say still? Am I okay to say that? Am I too old? I wish the atmosphere, Josh, was a little bit more lit than what we had through a majority of that game on Tuesday night – or Wednesday night.
1: If I can date you back a little bit further, you wish the atmosphere was was a little more crunk – a little more crunk <laughs> than that. <laughs> Some of our listeners probably don't know what that means, but, yeah, right, look, right. it's same song, same, you know, dance. Yeah. We, we've done this before. With the Lloyd Noble Center, the the crowd that doesn't show up, so I, I'm I don't know. I'm sort of done, you know, jumping up and down and stamping, you know, my legs for the cause here, for you know Oklahoma basketball. It it, it is what it is. I I don't know what you what you do at this point other than. You have a star player, right? Get a star player, and Sherfield's uh-huh. nice, but I don't think he's – you know, he's clearly – he's not Buddy Heald or Blake Griffin, so you're missing that element, which you're not going to have that element every single season, right? That's just the reality of it. And then uh, beyond that, you know, just be great. Be a Final Four contender, and probably you have to do that for multiple seasons, but uh, I-, I don't know. I-, I don't
0: think there's any fixing it with the Oklahoma fan base. Um, it's wild to me it's wild to me that you know some people are of the mindset that they need it to be elite to be there and that's fine i'm not questioning you i i've talked about this a lot on the show whenever i first started in radio that was always my big complaint. How dare you? I don't care what your kids have. You get out to the game. I don't care what your wife says. You tell her we're going to the game. And, like, literally, I look back now, whatever that was, like 25 years later, I'm like, <laughs> oh, if you could tell old 23 as S-talking Chris Plank something about where he'd be in a couple decades. Because there are, you know, there's so many things that get in the way. But I've said this a lot. I've said this a lot. There's enough people in restaurants. There's enough people in Target. There's enough people at TJ Maxx. There's enough people doing other things that are, I guess you could say, considered luxuries. No food. I get it. You all need to eat. That that are kind of taking your time that, hey, spend a couple of hours with hoops. We all have our excuses. And and not reasons. Wednesday, I'll, I'll just say this. I think that, I think that Wednesday night college basketball. I think Wednesday night sporting events in general are a horrific idea in Oklahoma. And I, I know that some of you scoff at this, but there's a lot of churches that have services on Wednesday night. Faith means a lot to people, um, and I just I, I've never really understand the incessant nature of putting. And it's nothing. It's not OU's call. It's a Big Twelve and its schedule. And it, I don't know about you, Josh, but flipping around the channel. There seemed to be a lot of college basketball going on last night, so it's not just the Big Twelve. ESPN or, or whomever, Fox had games on last night. Have identified Wednesday night as a night when they want some big basketball games. So you can blame the night all you want. I tend to sometimes. We we've had this fight before on this show. We, we we've I think we've done it on the station incessantly. Uh, Joey Helmer's coming up with us in the final hour of this program and. Did you see Joey's tweet last night? Joey was on Joey was on a heater last night on Twitter. Did you catch this? Oh yeah, I saw his tweet. I saw the big one. <laughs> I'm going to read it for you and you guys tell me what you think throughout the day on the on the uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. Last night, uh, as the game was was wrapping up, Joey tweeted, uh, let me make sure I get the right tweet here. All right, here it is. It's 12 hours ago. Coming up at 11 a.m. this morning. I'm going to say this, and it might offend some people. I don't mean it to come across that way, but Oklahoma has absolutely no home court advantage in basketball. A major one, or even any kind of one, would have really helped tonight and Saturday, and frankly, it's inexcusable. Joey followed up. You look around the league, and that's the one constant, home court edge. Stacking up wins at homes is vital. It's a lot harder to do in this meat grinder of a conference without any edge. Yeah, I, again, if there was a magic fix to this, it would happen, and I know what ends up happening is you – know, I, I want to make sure I word this right because I think someone got mad at me last time. You know, B- Billy Ball, Everyone's was like, "Wow, he's got to do like, well, Billy Ball's, I mean, we're going on <laughs> over 30 years ago. You know, there's, Billy Tubbs built an incredible foundation here and had the most entertaining brand of basketball any of us have seen. And for this, the people are like, well, it was sold out during Billy Ball. You're right. But we're also going back to like the 90s, which pains me to say, because that's when I was in my prime. <laughs> so you're going back almost 30 years ago. It, there there there's gotta be something there's gotta be a way I, I'm a big fan of painting the state the arena. That's me. Uh and by that I don't mean putting a fresh coat of paint. I mean giving away as many tickets as you can. Now I don't know what the rules are for that and, and, and I understand that for some pay ticket prices it, it upsets him. But to me whenever you know you realize oh this place is gonna be dead. Let's just start painting the place. You know <laughs> have giveaways throughout the day on the radio stations. I know that there's some I mean, we got eight hundred sports radio stations around here. Do something every day, every minute. I don't know. I mean everyone's wanting free stuff. But I understand why you can't do that. So I, I don't know. But it's 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 constant. I'm unfortunately with Joey. That that wasn't a full house in Waco last night, Josh. It was not nearly a full house in Waco last night. But it, it's it still was an edge. It still helped out Baylor. They lost the game, but boy, that crowd was loud and into it. Oklahoma state's had this problem too, right? Cowboy fans, you'll agree. You have a a, a rich tradition to look back on. And it, we're going back now 20 years. When you say maybe a little bit less than that, 15 to 20 years, but there's a lot of games that are not what they need to be. Attendance wise at Oklahoma state. So, you know, it's, I know everyone's, oh, the Oklahoma City Thunder have heard of it. I understand that. I get that. But I mean, Thunder have kind of sucked for the last couple of years. Um, but in the same in, in, <laughs> stars are resting whenever they come here now. Oh, the Bucks are coming. Can't wait to watch Giannis. What? He's taking the night off. What are we doing? So I understand that. I get that. But I don't I don't think we're gonna come to a magical fix today. I think when you have a game like last night, Josh, it just magnifies that frustration. And it's just it's on fans to be more diligent, I guess. It's on the university co- to continue to, to find ways in their marketing department and their creative department uh, to bring in the people that are choosing other entertainment options over college basketball. So I hated that from a crowd perspective, and I thought one of the pictures was very deceiving because there was one picture that was taken like an hour before tip-off, and every, everyone kind of ran with it. As, as oh my gosh look at him and don't get me wrong it was not a good crowd but it wasn't that bad so tough night Josh I just I think fans are tired of having this conversation I think last night magnifies kind of that that level of I think the term embarrassment with, with the amount of butts in seats but the only thing that I think changes it is is winning right now I I, I don't know what else to say unless you're going to start giving away free tickets I think the only thing that changes it is if you know this is a 17, 18 and two team playing Kansas or something like that. It's just
1: tough. It's the same conversation beating the same I know. You know, drum, but it really is chicken or the egg, I think, right? It's, you know, you need, you need the fans, you need butts in seats to convince prospective recruits. Oh man. Yeah. This would be cool <laughs> to come here and be in the LNC. And yet you need, you need to win, right? Yeah, You need the brand of basketball to be exciting and for it to be winning basketball, for fans to say, you know what, that's worth me spending, you know, $15 to go to the game, or more than that if uh, if it's a family, right, and you're bringing your kids, I mean, then, then probably you're looking, uh, you know, quite a bit more expensive than that when you start mixing in concessions, et cetera, et cetera. So, I, I don't know. I feel like I've harped on the fans for years and years and years, and it just – doesn't really seem to change. And unfortunately, the brand of basketball for Oklahoma, I do think Porter's got it headed in the right direction. I think two more recruiting classes and all of a sudden you're going to see Oklahoma really start competing and and winning at a high level with Porter Moser, but it's not there yet. And so with that, it's kind of, again, this same song and dance.
0: Again, I I don't have an answer outside of winning games. And that sucks because there's such good basketball being played. But if you guys want to jump in on it, 405-651-3439, that's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Josh JoshHonerF. I'm at Plank Show, And if you're inclined enough to pick up the phone and call us, do it. 405-329-9000. That is the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. Josh, when we come back, we'll always have a little basketball tint to the show today. But more roster news for Oklahoma will go in-depth on the latest deletions from the roster if you are planning ahead to 2023 next, right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. We're at Cavens on a Thursday. If you went to bed early last night or weren't necessarily dialed in on the sports world, tough one for Oklahoma. They fall at home to Iowa State 63-60. to 60. Baylor. Falls to 0-2, a home loss to TCU in Big 12 play. Duke got smoked. Thunderfall on the road to Orlando. And it looks, Josh, before we get to the phones at 405 329 it looks, Josh, like things are really trending in a positive direction for DeMar Hamlin, doesn't it? His dad Zoomed with the team last night and gave an update on his status. Just moments ago, one of his... Uh, one of his buddies, one of his, uh, I think, former teammates had tweeted that he's he's doing well and he's actually awake. So we'll, we'll obviously take the news as it comes, but as it stands right now, looks like some really good news on DeMar Hamlin coming out this morning.
1: Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's what everybody's been waiting to hear, and you're just so terrified that you're going to hear the opposite. I mean, look, somebody needs to be resuscitated a pair of times and you hear critical condition, There, you know, there's a reason critical condition in medical terms was created to share with the media and the public, right? That's a scary phrase to use. So, yeah, no, that's incredible. Great news. Love that. Um, it's got to, you know, at some point, hopefully, if DeMar Hamlin, you know, makes this this full recovery, you know, knock on wood or whatever that looks like, I think he's going to get blown away when it, because he's got no idea, right, how the world has responded to right. him to his health, uh, situation. So it's just hopefully, yeah, that continues to get good news and that would be uh, fantastic.
0: And then we'll also add that, you know, we've had good news on guys declaring to stick at Oklahoma. Isaiah Coe did Woody Washington did, but last night you got a, a little double shot of some bad news where CJ colden, whom I thought was one of the stars late in the season for Oklahoma announced he's entering the NFL draft, as did Jeffrey Johnson. Now, I know it's been a big fight between all y'all and me on this Air Comfort Solutions text line where you're educating me on the lack of eligibility that Jeffrey Johnson had. So why in the world would he feel the need to say, with that said, I am declaring for the NFL draft? I think, but basically, I think you can stay in college as long as you want anymore. I kind of think that if you were in college during the, the, the COVID year, I think you're allowing Josh anyone to stick around as long as they want. Is that, is that what you're kind of noticing, too? Listen, yeah, yeah. were you in college in 2020? Just stay. Just You don't have to go anywhere. Have you seen <laughs> <As> the movie <laughs> Van Wilder? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's get a couple calls in here. Uh, 405-329-9000. Woody Sooner, we'll kick things off. What's going on, Woody? Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Good morning. Hey Woody, good morning. Hey,
3: I just want to talk a little bit about the uh, environment at the uh, uh, Lloyd Noble. I do. I want to to give you a little background. I was a season ticket basketball uh, holder uh, at one time. I live in Tulsa, and I'm in my 60s, so I don't get to go as much as. And I have a family member that works up at Kansas State, so I go to a lot of Kansas State games, or I should say, you know, a handful of them and i i sit on court side once a year at least at the kansas games and we're just missing the boat as an athletic department on this uh it, it's so much more than just a coach trying to hand out pizzas to students and get them there for a short-term thing or, or whatever and to say that to win you got to build a culture okay and if they've done it before they've missed the boat when they if they've done it and gone up and set at a Kansas State or a Kansas game because they create a culture there that you can recreate if you go watch what they do the activities that they do throughout the whole game i'm talking about every minute of every game with the students and the fans are totally different and it's created it is not spontaneous okay and uh, to uh, n- not just strike up a song with the band, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. It, you just have to go to see it—the culture that they create there, and it's—you uh, can recreate it. I don't know if Joe has ever sent anybody up there to see what they do, but you can do that. Oh yeah. The second thing—the second thing is you've got to create a culture with the students, and they've got to do something with the new freshmen. Just the new freshmen where they come in and they're motivated to be at the games. Example, if they were, and I understand that I don't know the ins and outs of OU, but if they were, your freshman year, if you attended 80% of the games, you got your football tickets the next year free, okay? We would have so many freshmen there, and once they're there for one year, if they create that culture and they create the freshmen there for one year, then we would have, like we have at Kansas, they have at Kansas State, by the way, they have three to four times as many students as the game as OU does when they're in school, okay, when they're in school. And the students are unbelievable, okay. And so they've got to create that culture. I'm not talking about just buying pizzas for the students one time or having giveaways to the fraternities and sororities. That's all sweet and nice for a one-time thing. But it's got to start with Joe Castiglione and the athletic department. And create a culture because guess what the fans love to see the students like that and the fans show up not only to see the game but to see the environment of the students at the KSU and the Kansas games you can't you won't find that at Baylor you won't find that at Texas Tech you won't find that at Texas those two schools if somebody was smart enough to go up there and sit and watch what they do and recreate that and then create an environment of the freshmen to start so that when they're juniors and sophomores and seniors, they want to be there. That's what it's got to take, okay? And I'll add another thing. You move further away from the campus, and those things go by the wayside, too. And, yes, when we have a great program that once every 10 years, they'll fill it up.
0: But that's you got to create a culture, man. Well, I appreciate it, Woody. Um, in very in-depth to Josh on what he thinks. But I'm here to tell you right now, this is not from a lack of education and and working and, and seeing what other people are doing. Right. So when you're like have they have they seen what they're doing up there Josh you absolutely know that Oklahoma has it places like Manhattan and obviously I mean Lawrence is kind of a different animal of itself they are to basketball what Oklahoma is to football right they've that's been their tradition that's where that's their number one number one so and the Kansas
1: game for Kansas state you can't you can't even t- you can't even count that i mean it does doesn't even count. I mean, we're talking about the Oklahoma game at Kansas State if uh, if we're comparing atmospheres. Though, I, I do, generally speaking, agree with him that Kansas State has probably been a little bit better, though. I mean, they've had their own problems trying to get people up there until, guess what? Now, all of a sudden, they're 13-1 and or 14-1, and whatever they are, and everybody wants to go watch uh, Jerome Tang and his bunch play, right? Because there's an excitement no. around yep. who the team is and what they're doing. So uh, the freshman idea, I like that. That's good. But, I mean, hasn't Oklahoma incorporated or tried to some similar things like that where you you get your football tickets at a reduced rate or, you know, you get all of your basketball tickets free if you show up. So they've tried some of this stuff with the students, and it just hasn't worked.
0: It's – gosh, we could – there's so many things. All right, there's a laundry list of things that are issues here. And Woody hit a lot of, of what I think are some fans' thoughts. But I'm here to tell you right now, it's not from a lack of oh, OU basketball, or excuse me, oh, OU marketing, oh, OU jo- Josie, uh, Leah, everyone involved, right? Nobody just puts their legs up and goes, this is what it is, boys. Just, um... Except that no one's going to be there. It's just whether, no one's thinking that way. Constantly trying to find ways. Uh, listen, let me get Sean in here real quick, and then we'll get a break. It's a Plank Show. We're on the road at Cavens talking about some of the attendance struggles for OU last night, and it's lost to Iowa State. What's up, Sean?
4: Well, good morning, Chris, and Happy New Year. Happy um, New Year, dude. Great to hear your voice. Uh, well, a couple of things real quick. One... Being berated as a fan base by scribes and people that get in for free and eat for free Always at the game is never going to solve the problem. And that article's been written a thousand times. You're not, we're not breaking new ground there. Uh, and I, I called to tell you this, all this stuff. Now, first of all, Tubs was a one-seed four consecutive years ding, with ding, a chance ding. to win a title. So that means people are going to be a little bit more engaged, too. But if you go up in the LNC, they have those dioramas, for lack of a better word, about the Final Four teams. You've seen these, right, where they mm-hmm. have the cutouts. And Okay. Next time you're there, go up to the one that's uh, for the 1988 season. And okay. you will look in there, and there's a front-page article on the Oklahoma and OU makes Final Four. And there's a little blurb on the side. Uh, uh, and then there's the sports section. And on the side of the sports section – uh, is the column by one John Rody. And all it does is complain about attendance at the OU <laughs> basketball games all the way back in 1988. So the fantasy that Tubbs sold out every game is just that a fantasy. The problem you've got, and this is not unique to Oklahoma, about 25 years ago, 20 years ago, college basketball sold its soul for three weeks in March. That's all they care about. That's all they market. That's all they talk about. We're halfway through the season. Name me the three biggest impactful non-conference games so far in the country that have an impact on this season.
0: Quick. The three biggest non-conference games in college basketball that have an impact on this season. So I don't think I'd be able to do this the, quickly, the right? The
1: State Farm Classic. I right. mean, that's that's it. There you Look, go. How's in, that? In, in 1980, in two or three,
4: oh, you went to Syracuse uh-huh. and won probably the biggest game in program history, and that set the tone. For, I mean, right? We—it's all about three weeks in March. So why should people? First of all, we're not even done with football yet, and the season's halfway over. Second of all, uh, you know, but I like this team. I think this is a great group of kids. I love Coach Moser. But you know, I'll, there's the yeah, other things going on. What are we playing? What are we playing for? We're playing to just get in the tournament.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: I mean, it's hard and you're right. OU has tried ever I will give them this is not an OU problem. They have and and a multitude of coaches have. But you got to win consistently. You've got to be I think building toward a championship run if you can. And it is what it is. I mean, college hoops, sorry, it's become a niche sport in my opinion. I
0: so, I think you're anyway, right, Sean. I, know you, I think you're right.
4: I know you got to run, Curse. I appreciate your time, bud. Thanks.
0: No, I'm, I'm really happy to hear Sean's voice on this show. I, I like Sean, I think he's a very smart dude. I, I will say, this is my biggest challenge. <laughs> I don't want to. There's like that one, like Mike, Mike and Ardmore, who hates me, but yet yeah, text the show. I've never understood that, Mike. So I don't want to make him mad today. But my biggest challenge had always been as a broadcaster, not sitting there going, how dare you? You need to go to games. You need whenever I'm not paying to go to them. So as I've gotten older and I have more kids, I pay to go to games. Now, don't get me wrong. I'll try to tap every resource I have for free tickets because, as we've learned on this year very radio program, I am cheap, okay? I'm a radio guy. I love the deal. I'm a sucker for free things. Look in my three T-shirt rotation. Two of them are field of 68 team giveaways on the ref, okay? (laughs) The other one was one that Shep bought for me. I'm a cheapskate, okay? i got to make them count. But it's hard, you know, to sit here and go, how dare you, how dare you, how dare you not go whenever I'm not paying. Now, there's a lot of people that can say that that are fully invested and do go to, and they want to have more people around them fired up, and I see them. I see them. But that's a that's a good angle. That's a good point from Sean. And again, I don't think by any stretch of the imagination this is a lack of of effort in trying to do everything they can. It's just we're counting down to March, man. And you know that's think about the most important non-conference games, even for this entire season. You just there's nothing that rolls off the top of your your head. And in fairness. There is a national championship college football game on Monday. College football, in fact, I I wanna talk about um I wanna talk about the roster for Oklahoma on in, in college football, right? I mean I'm I'm not gonna I'm just I'm smitten with football right now. I'm going with women's basketball next Wednesday to Lubbock. It's my first basketball assignment this year. Um but man, I'm eating up with college football in the NFL right now. I'm eating up with a transfer portal and, and roster management and recruiting, it's, I mean, I get it, we're a three-hour show, so it's like, I'll just give one segment here. You're right. But it's a lot of attention, man. <laughs> and I spent a lot of time last night digging on a couple of dudes that Oklahoma appears to be interested in in the portal while I'm watching this game. And it's just, it's. I think it's tough to get people as fired up as you want them to be, especially whenever you're in a conference where you know it's going to be tough all season long. Look at us, Josh. we got to take a break. It's 942. The Plank Show is on the road today. We're at Caven's Construction, and Gary and his crew have been busy with water remediation, mold testing, water extraction. It's been a tough week for business owners and homeowners. Gary is here to help, 405-573-3048. It is the Plank Show. I will say um, there is no question, but you all have takes on this. 405-651-3439. 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439. There is, there is a lot here on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. There there maybe does have to be an, an asterisk here, Josh, right? Because this was during winter break, too. For the students, yeah. No, no doubt. For the students, Right. And a couple of y'all have pointed that out and m- maybe we sh- maybe in everything that we've we've mentioned today we should say we know it's during winter break but but even games that aren't during winter break it can it can be a little bit frustrating whenever you see those crowds. but a hey, bottom line they lost the game and nobody's gonna nobody's gonna cry any tears for you They want you to win, and it doesn't matter. You're at home. Win. But I I did like this from Jim in Arlington, too, who hit us up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, 405-651-3439. Jim writes, how do you think Ginny B and the OU women feel? They're going to be a top-25 team with an NCAA tournament skin already in her second year. Yeah, those, I don't know what to do. Now, the game I went to uh, last week, I think prior to the Baylor game, their, their, their previous home game, I think it was Southern. They had a pretty good crowd. You know, you want better, but it was pretty good. Now, they had a lot of different promotions around it, but it wasn't bad. You just you followed up with the crowd they had on Tuesday night, and it wasn't very good. But, again, you're not – I think Coach Baranchek would agree with me if she were listening to the show, which there's a 99.9% chance she is not – but I don't think you go to many women's basketball arenas where it's just packed out and the atmosphere is off the charts. I can think of a couple, right? I went to South Dakota last year, and that was amazing. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, even even going down to Waco last year it was disappointing. Now, granted, it was an ice storm, and there was a, a mess weather-wise around it, but, yeah, you're just looking at – you're looking at. I think it's it's tough to compare those two, but you're right. It's got to be frustrating there. Uh, this I Camo sooner. I think the best example of winning bringing in the fans is the softball program. It appears that most home games at Marina Hines are packed. By the way, how many days until the season starts? Again, you're talking about 2,000, right? But I do. I will tell you what. <laughs> you put a Patty gasso led team. Uh, inside Oklahoma City and put it in a Hall of Fame Stadium and you've seen what they can do even with larger capacity I mean it's packed and it's they're playing a tournament there this year that I'm willing to bet it's gonna have a great crowd. I hope USA Softball opens up that upper deck I think that they're gonna need it May I, you win, when people come it's that simple you know I it, it's wild for me softball is always kind of a unique thing because you know I came in at 16 was my first year at calling games. And I don't think I've been to a game outside of like a random maybe moved up 3 o'clock start time or something on a Tuesday or a Friday whenever there weren't people lined up or waiting to get in or trying to get in. So it's, it's, it's good. There's a lot of on the air comfort solutions text line, Josh. Well, college basketball is down across the country. And I, um, I think that's a fair point. And that's not a product of the NBA. Maybe – that's more to what Sean was talking about, right? And that everyone's kind of shooting towards March. I, I just, I think that's a very, very fair point. College basketball is is a tough sell right now, especially whenever, oh, hey, it's it's only January. The season really gets cooking in March. And it w- we'll be fine by that point. I, I think that's fair. And, I mean, I was watching it. I watched Kentucky play LSU the other night. That empty seats in Rupp Arena, and I know Kentucky is a little bit down, but I mean, the three losses, four losses, still good basketball team. So here, here, true. Sooner wrote it like you alluded to. NCAA basketball is down around the nation. Besides the Thunder, the main reason it's different from the '80s is every game is on high def TV, and the one and done in the NCAA hurts immensely. Our student section is flat out bad. True checking in on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Here's one more quick one from the 405 before we break, and I know we're up against it. OU is not alone. All of college basketball attendance is down. Biggest issue is product is like watching a high school game. One and done, killing college basketball. Another thing, too many of the good non-conference games are at neutral sites away from home. As a fan, we get to pay and watch UMKC, but neutral site games are Ole Miss in Arkansas. A standard needs to be set earlier to continue fan draw, play some home games against a big name, win the game, give fans a thought they might have a good team. Uh, People point the finger at college basketball in general. Uh, We'll roll more on last night's tough loss for the Sooners. We'll hear from Porter Moser next. Plus, what does it mean as OU looks ahead in football to 2023 without Jeffrey Johnson and C.J. Colton, who officially declared for the NFL draft last night? This is The Plank Show. Alright, welcome back into the show. We got like a minute here because we fell behind. Uh good calls, good text so far, a lot of debate. Um Angry Ronnie. Uh, Ronnie, I've given you the name Angry Ronnie. I love the anger in your tests. It reminds me of Ronnie the Limo driver.
1: Which that is that's I, good. Angry Ronnie's a compliment.
0: That is a compliment, Ronnie. I believe no one wants to go. It's been a thing to do for a long time. Went to basketball games while I was at OU, and that was 15 years ago. Don't see it changing anytime soon. It's kind of funny because in my mind, I'm like, 15 years ago? Man, that's a while back. They're like, oh, wait, that's like 2008. (laughs) Rowdy, you're a young man. It's not that long ago, buddy. I just, I think it's that same fight that we see across college sports. It's professional sports. I'm fighting with Joe Blow. Um. Against his 60-inch TV and his cold beer that's a walk away from his fridge, he's not having to leave his driveway, her, his or her driveway. It's just the reality of the moment. Okay, Uh, roster talk. OU football roster talk next.